Merry Christmas, friend. I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are intentionally choosing to fix your heart on Jesus. My hope and prayer are that this study would encourage you and remind you of who he is. The holidays can be crazy and life can be challenging, but when we shift our focus and remember who he is, everything changes. Help me spread this message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media. You can also hit the button to share the episode via text with them. We both know we could all use something that will help us focus more on celebrating that Jesus came instead of getting caught up in the crazy this time of year. This Advent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. If you want to know God through His Word better, I am giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of the study away to our members. And we have a special Advent series going through the Christmas narrative. Our teachers are Jamie Ivey, Tony Collier, Whitney Caps, MMA Jenkins, and myself with worship from Christine Knuckles. Do not miss this. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started with celebrating who he is. Day two, Sovereign with Elizabeth Woodson. We always start off by prayer. If you haven't yet prayed today, follow the acronym we follow, PRAY. Praise God, repent of sin, ask for others in yourself, yield to God, then spend some time and wait and listen. Okay, let's get started. I love to read, and growing up as a kid, Choose Your Own Adventure books were some of my favorites. Honestly, even though the storylines were engaging, they were probably my favorites because I got to choose how the story ended. At a certain point in the story, the book would ask you to make choices about the next about the direction for the plot. For instance, the book might be about a treasure that's hidden in the next door neighbor's haunted house. Once the storyline got you into the house, the book would pose the question, do you want to check the basement or look upstairs for more clues where the mysterious golden treasure is hidden? Now, I wish I could say I would blindly make a decision, but I would usually read ahead. Whichever choice ended better is the choice I would make. Like I said, I like knowing how the story is going to end. Unfortunately, life doesn't offer us opportunities to make decisions based upon future information. Many times we walk through situations with little to no information on how the situation is going to resolve. It could be health issues, financial issues, or for my beloved singles, just the simple question of whether or not you will get married. Part of the reason the lack of information is bothersome is because what it really means is that we are not in control. I'll admit it, I find comfort in being in control. I enjoy having all the answers because that means I can have the assurance things will go my way every time. But for the past few years, God has been working on my control issues, teaching me to loosen the grip on a life that is ultimately not mine. I love the stories in scripture because they reflect the lives of people with real problems, just like mine. In my control adjustment season, one story that has encouraged me is the nation of Israel in Exodus 14 and what happens after they leave Egypt. The Israelites had spent 400 years in slavery, and then Moses showed up on the scene. After going back and forth with Pharaoh and orchestrating the manifestation of God's glory through 10 plagues, Moses was able to secure the freedom of the Israelites. Not only were they able to leave free, the Egyptians also showered them with gold, silver, and clothing. They loved in style. 
You would think it was the end of the story, but there was one more piece to their journey. The Israelites were completely unaware of. Read Exodus 14, 1 through 4. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel to turn back and encamp in front of Pi Haroth. Okay, just so you know, if I'm going to read scripture to you, you're going to have to be okay that I have no clue how to pronounce these things. Between Migdal and the sea, in front of Baal Zephon, you shall encamp facing it by the sea. For Pharaoh will save the people of Israel. They are wandering in the land. The wilderness has shut them in, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Question. What did God tell Moses to do and why? Read Exodus 14, 10 through 14. Exodus 14, 10 through 14. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, It is because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt? Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And, to, and Moses said to the people, Fear not. Stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. Question, what was the response of the Israelites? God told Moses to turn the Israelites around and literally back them into a corner. Now the Israelites didn't know about the conversation God had with Moses. They didn't know God had a plan for what seemed like a death sentence, the impending attack of the Egyptians. The Israelites were afraid, and their candid comments showed it. I wish I could say I responded differently in situations where I feel out of control, but that is not always the case. I don't know about you, but I find comfort in having all the information, and I tend to depend on myself more than I depend on God. Question. How do you feel when you are in a situation where you're not in control of the outcome? I love Moses' response to their fear in verse 13. I would literally translate this to say, Don't worry, God's got it. He's about to defeat the Egyptians for good. What the Israelites fail to remember is that even though they didn't know how the situation was going to work out, God did. Read Exodus 14, 15-31 and then summarize what happens. Exodus 14, 15-31 Then the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward, lift up your staff, and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on a dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, so that they shall go in after them, and I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his host, his chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord that when I and the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who was going before the host of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved 
from before them and stood between them, coming between the host of Egypt and the host of Israel. And there was the cloud and the darkness, and it lit up the night, without one coming near the other all night. Then Moses stretched out the hand, his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the people of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them and went in after them in the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And in the morning watch, the Lord in the pillar of fire and of cloud looked down on the Egyptian forces and threw the Egyptian forces into a panic, clogging their chariot wheels so that they drove heavily. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from before Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, and the waters the water may come back upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal course when the morning appeared, and all the Egyptians fled into him. The Lord threw the Egyptians into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots of the horsemen and all the host of Pharaoh that had followed them into the sea. Not one of them remained. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground. Though the sea, through the sea, the waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians. So the people feared the Lord and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Now summarize what happens. Question. How do you think the Israelites would have responded to Moses in verses 10 through 12 if they knew the end of the story? Question. Looking back on your own life, how could you have trusted God better in a season of uncertainty? Our God is sovereign, which means he controls everything that happens in the world. Nothing takes place that he does not know about, allow to happen, or approve of. With a God who loves us, unconditionally. I hope this brings you comfort in the same way that God ultimately had a plan for the good of the Israelites. His plan for our life is for our good. Even when it doesn't feel good, at the end of the day, God's plan for the Israelites was to deliver them from slavery slavery, and ultimately to glorify himself. Ladies, the same is true for the situation in our lives. Whatever we are lacking, God desires to fulfill, but he also desires to bring himself glory through the miracles he gets to perform. Our moment of weakness requires us to depend on God, giving him the space to show up and do the impossible in our lives. Describe a time in your life where God has done what seemed to you as impossible. The next time you find yourself in a situation where the outcome is unknown, trust God. Trust that he is in control, working out the situation on your behalf for your good. Whether you need healing, provision, freedom, or simply peace. Remember, we, we serve a sovereign God who is able to do beyond what we could ever imagine. All we have to do is trust him. Wrap up today by writing down what the following verses teach you about God being sovereign. 
Elizabeth provides five different verses that I'm going to read over you. Obviously, you're listening and you're not going to be able to write down um, the verses, but I want you to hear the verses and then even consider hitting the pause button or as you hear the verses being read over you, try to think what they mean to you or what they teach you about God being sovereign. Proverbs 16, 9, the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Job 42, 2, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Isaiah 55, 8 through 11, this is one of my favorites. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty." But it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Jeremiah thirty-two twenty-seven, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Matthew nineteen twenty-six. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all all things are possible. Now we'll wrap up the study as we always do with a definition. Take a moment and write out your own definition for today's attribute of God. God is sovereign. Obviously, you aren't able to write it out, but I want you to think about what have you learned from today's study, from past experiences, from reading the scriptures in the past about God being sovereign. Next, doer of the word. How can you apply what you have learned from the Lord today? Is there anything you should do or stop doing in obedience or faith because of what you've read? Then, who should I tell? What is something you can share about today? Stop and ask God to show you who to share this with today. Who do you think you could share this with? Pray over that person or group and ask God for an opportunity and courage to share them. If you have social media, be sure to use he is Advent Study hashtag and tag Becky Kaiser. I hope that was encouraging to you. This Advent Study was brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. As a reminder, I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This is the perfect time to join because we are doing some special things for Advent, including giving the PDF version of this study away to all of our members. Plus, we have a special Advent series going through the Christmas narrative. Our teachers are Jamie Ivey, Tony Collier, Whitney Caps, Mimi Jenkins, myself, with worship from Christy Knuckles. Friend, do not miss this. You have nothing to lose with that week trial. I'm so grateful you joined us today. James 1.22 in the ESV says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. 
This podcast is called Hearers and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser, K-I-S-E-R. And if you loved today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.